0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today and a lot of news going on. And I'm going to bring up some stuff that I haven't heard anyone else really talk about. And I kind of wanted to throw it out there to give everybody an idea Of where we're starting to head, but also to the pushback that's starting to happen. I have noticed now over the last week, week and a half of people now pretty much saying like they're, they're not going to go along with this COVID nonsense anymore. My brother in law who works actually for a military contractor out in Texas has now, I talked to him on the phone the other night and he said he is 100% adamant. He said, I don't care what they do. Even if they want to terminate me, he said that I'm going to sue them into oblivion for discriminatory, basically, firing. There's so many different laws that are going to be violated if you start having employers terminate individuals when they have expressed a deeply held religious belief. Now, I've had some people argue with me and say, well, no, they can't do this. First off, an employer does not, under any circumstances, have a right to ask you for your medical history. Secondly, an employer does not have the right to terminate you because you have a specific religion. And thirdly, an employer does not have the right to terminate you if you decide not to get an experimental gene therapy injection. Remember, they've clearly stated, as Doc said yesterday, This does not fall under the category of a vaccine. This falls under the category of a medical operation. This is gene therapy. This is not a vaccine. That's why it does not stop you from getting it, nor does it stop you from transmitting it. There is nothing about the definition, function, or usage of this that is actually considered a vaccine. And so perfect example why I'm bringing this up. Florida landlord down in Miami-Dade County, has now stated he will be requiring proof of vaccination from his tenants. This is an interesting story. I just wanted to bring it up. As of August 15th, Santiago Alvera, who owns eight apartment buildings in Broward in Miami-Dade, said he will mandate the tenants prove that they have received at least the initial COVID injection before renewing their lease. He said you don't want to get vaccinated, you have to move. And if you don't move, we'll move forward with eviction." Now, at least one tenant, Jasmine Irby, has now filed a formal complaint and gotten an attorney and filed a complaint with the formal department, Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, stating she does not have a legal requirement to disclose her personal health information to sign a lease. Irby's attorney also wrote Alvarez, saying the policy was in violation not only of Governor Ron DeSantis' executive order preventing businesses from making policies that require vaccinations. As a condition of entering, the landlord stated that his policy is not a violation because it is not a customer it is a tenant. However, the law is very clear. He said you can the attorney said he cannot require a vaccine passport as of any condition of entry or usage. The idea of requiring a vaccine passport is unscientific and it does not achieve lower cases without mandates. Cases are dropping rapidly in Florida on their own. And so this basically is going to be. Escalating now with this attorney on the aspect of now requiring that somebody's lease be renewed on the pretext of them disclosing their medical history. Now, I don't think this is going to be upheld, especially in the state of Florida. If any state this isn't going to be upheld, I don't think it'd be Florida. And so apparently I think this attorney is also doing this on contingency because they're planning on basically suing this landlord. And a sad part about it is, I'll be honest with you, the fact that we've come to this in the United States now. I mean everybody's already so sue happy about everything. They want a file lawsuit on the file lawsuit. I'm sue for the sue wants Everyone want sue everybody. The fact that we're resorting to this now to where a landlord truly thinks he has the right to start demanding people disclose their medical records. I mean what's next? He gonna say I've gotta see an S T D test before you're allowed to renew your lease? Was, I mean honestly, what well, I gotta make sure that you basically do not have any contagious diseases such as hepatitis or tuberculosis before we renew your Lease? I mean where does the line get drawn with this? And certain things I I understand, but on the other hand too, when you start going down the slippery slope of demanding people give you their personal health information in order to do things, the line at that point is gone, and they can pretty much push anything they want on you. Well, we need to basically see your driving record now. We need to basically see all this personal information that can simply be demanded, but when you have somebody that's already in a lease – and now you're wanting to see their health information. This is going to be an interesting case to watch, and I'll keep you guys posted on it. And speaking of places to stay and renting, this is one of the most disturbing things I've seen. Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky has now stated that Airbnb is committed to housing 20,000 Afghan refugees for free. And quickly became clear that they need more houses, even more than the 20,000. And he has now stated on Twitter, our community has stepped up and raised another million dollars to expand our commitment. And these donations were matched by the Shapiro Foundation. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. He's matching their money so they can have Afghans have free Airbnb. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Airbnb, what they primarily are is people's personal houses or rental houses or vacation rentals that they put on Airbnb and they rent out throughout certain times of the year now it's a really really cool thing i know numerous friends who have actually bought houses and owned houses and done this i've stayed personally at airbnbs and it's a really cool thing you have an account you generally have a feedback you have to put down most most times a a nice deposit especially if it's a nice place and you have to put down you know and then you have to pay a a cleaning fee and all kinds of fees on it but A lot of times you can stay in a really nice house for a moderately decent price if you want to stay on the beach or something like that. And, uh, you know, the person that owns the house, they get compensated. A lot of times it helps pay for the mortgage. It's on their vacation rental. And then a fee goes to Airbnb. Now, what nobody is asking the question here is you're going to now take people's houses that they have on Airbnb that they're renting to people that generally try to take care of the stuff they're you renting because of their reputation and their deposit and their fees, and you are going to start handing them to free to people that are from the Middle East that have absolutely zero context of maintaining, in some cases, multimillion-dollar beachfront homes, and not only are you going to give it to them for free to stay as long as they want, you're not going to require any skin in the game, no deposit, no cleaning fee, no registration fee, no feedback, no nothing. On people's personal homes that they have. You can already see here the level of destruction that's going to happen when you allow individuals to stay in somebody else's home with no repercussions. This is an absolutely horrific idea, and I have no idea why this guy who did this, who owns Airbnb, is going this route other than trying to prove he's such a good virtue signaler. If My personal opinion, I'll tell you right now, if I had Airbnbs for rent, I would immediately pull them off the market until this cleared the air and make sure that my houses weren't going to be rented out. The next thing that also nobody's saying is how much are they going to be compensated for? If you rent your Airbnb out for $500 a night – are you going to be getting $500 a night and damage deposits and covering any type of other issues that are going on? Is that going to be covered? Are they simply just going to say, well, guess what? We're basically uh, acquisitioning your house now. We're going to give it to the Afghan migrants for the next six months, and we're going to pay you $100 a day. And uh, that's what we're going to do now because your house is listed on Airbnb. We're basically taking it over. I don't know. But the fact that this is actually something that's going on, my personal opinion, I'd yoke your house off Airbnb immediately because I would not have people staying there that they have no background, no feedback, and no rapport with how well they're going to take care of your house, especially if it's a really nice rental. What do you think, Deb?
1: Well, personally, I would not want people from other countries, from third-world countries that don't know how to flush toilets. You know, staying in my home, I, I'm just being I'm not being rude and I'm not being bad to these people. But, you know, if they can't flush a toilet, they're not going to maintain anything. And, you know, he I think he owes about owns about 13 percent of Airbnb. So I don't know why he thinks he has the ability to do this. Oh, that's right, isn't it? He's another you know, front guy. That's my opinion. My opinion. I always let you know when it's my opinion, which means that the international banking cartels basically has set, set him up as they did Bill Gates as they did Elon Musk, and given him unlimited amounts of money and exposure and web traffic and also really top people to go into his organization and push things forward so that the international banks through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard can own everything. It's the same thing with this, this, this housing group, this pe- the people now that are requiring the Chinese credit score. Oops, did I say that? I mean the vaccine passport, I mean proof of vaccination in order to renew a lease. What the heck? If this isn't the Chinese credit score, I don't know what is. If you're not a good peasant, you can't ride a bus. Oh, because we're checking your, basically your 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 credit score, your everything, your social credit score. If you're not a good peasant, you can't get an airplane ticket. Oh, you can't get on a train, and you can't lease a house. That's the way it is in China right now, guys. And now they're coming and bringing this to us. And think about this for a second. Are these people, again, owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, who control 99% of pretty much all useful assets here in the United States? Probably. Remember, BlackRock is buying up entire neighborhoods, entire houses, entire areas in certain countries and in in the United States. Why? Because they want to be the big dog on the block as far as who owns everything. Remember our buddy Klaus Schwab? By 2030, you'll owe nothing, nothing, I say, and you will like it. Yeah, well, that's, that's BlackRock. That's Vanguard. That's State Street. And see, this is the thing that we need to understand when it comes to all of this. It's always this group of people that's doing this. They're always the same guys. And the sad part about it is, you know, yesterday, you know, I had Dr. Lee Merritt on the show. And boy, oh, boy, did we have a conversation after the show. I called her up to thank her about, you know, her being on the air and she was absolutely gracious as she was on the air. And if you guys have ever not heard a Ted Nosser Borroer show and you need to hear one in the archives, yesterday's that show. Michael Barrett has been so kind as even posted on Rumble, which we've also posted on the Health Masters news feed. So I talked to her for an hour and forty five minutes after the show and we talked about God, which by the way she is a Christian. We talked about God. We talked about Jesus, we talked about The Blood Covenant, we talked about scalar waves and energy fields, and I really like this lady. In fact, she's probably one of the absolute best interviews we've ever had on the Ted and Austin Brower show, and I want to thank her again for having been on the show with us yesterday. And I told her after we got done talking for an hour and a half, I said, man, I wish I had taped this. I said, this by itself would have been an unbelievably good show because it was really personal and to the point, and there were a lot of questions that we both had, and, and it really, really was a good show. But it wasn't a show, was it? It was a conversation. So anyhow, here's the thing. We'll we'll bring Dr. Merritt back on again. And I think the biggest thing that I saw from the show yesterday that we did, the thing that got me an aha moment was she said that remdesivir was a bioweapon developed at Fort Detrick. Now think about that for a second. Cascading organ failure within five days, kidney failure. Within ten days, full organ failure. My friend Jimmy, I told you this yesterday, he got stuck on remdesivir. And now I'm finding out that even if you have court orders and and basically judge orders and everything else, they're not going to listen to you when you go into a hospital. My mother-in-law, she got put in the hospital with COVID. She fell. She's 87 years old. And the doctor called us up and he said, the first thing we got to do is we got to get her out of the hospital. The doctor said this, we've got to get her out of the hospital. Now, because he was her attending physician, he was able to stop the remdesivir treatment, and he got her out of there as quick as he possibly could and got her into a rehab facility. But can you believe we're having to do this now because we don't have any rights? I've fact, I posted on the Health Master's website on the, on the news feed again the story of this young girl whose father was put into the hospital and put on remdesivir, and they had to get an attorney to go in, and they still could not stop the hospital from giving him remdesivir, and they almost killed him because the attorney couldn't stop it because it was standard medical procedure so basically what happens and apparently this is the way it is in a lot of these hospitals and you better check for you sign all those papers for admission it doesn't matter what you want they're going to do whatever the heck they want to do including giving them a bioweapon if they choose to do so and there's not much you can do besides walking in there and getting them out or having them check themselves out against doctor's advice i remember years ago i was gonna have some sh- a shoulder surgery i was i had a bicep tendon that had a bone spur and all this kind of stuff on my shoulder. And I remember it was right around Halloween. And I remember I went into the surgery suite. It was an outpatient facility, and the doctor was amazing. He's abs- He was absolutely amazing, great guy. I'd give you his name out, but this isn't a positive story, so I'm not going to do that. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And I walk into the surgery suite, and all of a sudden it's Halloween, and they've got caskets of, with little fake dead bodies in them and witches hanging from the ceiling on broomsticks and all the satanic imagery inside of the surgery suite. And I thought, well, I really want to go under anesthesia and this. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't like this. So they get me in the little gown that has no back on it, you know, where your bottom's hanging out. And I'm thinking to myself, this is pretty ridiculous to start with for shoulder surgery. But nonetheless, and they hook all these wires and all these things to me. And finally, I realized, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this surgery. I don't want to be here with a bunch of demons running around with Halloween with all this imagery everywhere. So I started unplugging wires. And a guy walks up to me and goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm leaving. And he goes, you can't leave? I said, oh, am I being detained? Am I in a prison here? What's the story here? Are we going to keep me here? Or are we going to let me leave? I mean, what are you doing here? Am I going to have to reach into my duffel bag that I brought with me? Uh, and you don't want me to reach into my duffel bag, but I'm leaving. What do you mean, duffel bag? I'm like, it doesn't really matter what I mean. It's a duffel bag. I want to put my other clothes on. There you go. That's a good answer. And so I did. I just got left. And Sharon, I told Sharon, I said, make sure you stay in the parking lot. You know, for about 30, 40 minutes, make sure this goes okay with me. I got up, got my little gown off, got some clothes back on, and walked back out the front door with my duffel bag and left. Guys, this is the most important thing I can say to you when you get yourself into a situation when you're under medical care. You're not a prisoner. And if they're doing something you don't want them to do or you don't feel comfortable with them doing it, just get up and leave. They can't stop you. They really can't. Well, I guess, I guess unless they get some kind of, how should I say, quarantine measures in effect and which they have some type of emergency executive order where they can hold you and strap you to the bed because you may have some type of disease that's contagious. I guess they could do that. But otherwise, they really can't. Now, this is something we need to understand that we've really lost a lot of rights in this country. And, you know, Marcus Cicero, I'm going to quote him. He said something, and I'm going to, I'm going to impose a few names on this after I read it to you the first time and read it to you the second time. And I want you to listen to this. Do not blame Caesar. Blame the people of Rome who have so enthusiastically acclaimed and adored him and rejoiced in their loss of freedom and danced in his path and gave him triumphal processions. Blame the people who hail him when the, he speaks in the form of the new wonderful good society, which shall now be Rome. Interpreted mean more money, more ease, more security, more living, fatly, at the expense of the industrious. Let's change this. Do not blame Trump or Biden. Blame the people of the United States who have so enthusiastically acclaimed and adored him and rejoiced in their loss of freedom and danced in his path and gave him triumphal processions. Blame the people who hail him when he does seminars, when he does meetings, when he does rallies, And when he speaks in the form of the new wonderful good society, the new world order, which we shall now be have and call the United Nations controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel, interpreted to mean more money, more ease, more security, more living, fatly expensive, the industrious. In other words, more social welfare programs and more taxation of the people that are actually productive. This is Marcus Cicero 2,000 years ago we got to get this. This political system that we have in the United States is terribly, terribly broken because a constitutional republic cannot live with a group of people that have no moral values. It's too easily manipulated. If you don't have Christianity at the base core of a republic, it cannot make it because we see, as Austin mentioned earlier when he was talking this litigation that we have now, everybody's sue happy. Let's sue them. Let's sue here. And what you, when you start doing that, the trial attorneys make a whole bunch of money, especially if they're working on contingency and they get a giant, how should I say, award judgment from the person who's basically doing whatever they're doing. But remember, a lot of the contracts that you signed are now telling you that you cannot go to court, that you're going to have to go before binding arbitration, and you are basically waiving your right to a jury or a trial if you sign this contract. So that's what they're signing when they're signing these new leases, I've got a friend of mine, good friend, great friend. He bought a house a few years back, and the house basically was basically inspected and wasn't inspected property. There's all kinds of things wrong with it. They'd signed off on it. The prior owner had done a bunch of stuff and had been unscrupulous, and it was all part of the contract, and he took it to court and ended up spending a whole bunch of money. And guess what? Binding arbitration. He was awarded absolutely nothing. Binding arbitration. And then the other thing you got to be careful with too is unless it says that the prevailing party has to pay the other person's attorney fees, you can get stuck paying your own attorney fees even if you win and paying their attorney fees. There's all kinds of crazy things in here if you're not careful as far as contracts. So be very, very careful before you went into a contractual thing with anybody and make sure you have an attorney who's a friend of yours or who's on retainer, or at least you can go spend a 100 bucks with them and read it and make sure that you're not signing away your life. Because sometimes when you start signing these 10- and 12-page contracts with all that fine print, it's going to be shocking to you. I remember years ago I had a friend. They were going to put their child into like a, how should I say, a, a rehab facility. And it was like $60,000 a year to go into this rehab facility. It was like a three-year agreement. And the kid was having problems, and the parent basically called up the rehab facility. And the contract said that in the event that the child goes into this rehab facility and basically is thrown out by the rehab facility, even if they're only there for like a week, it doesn't make any difference, that the parent still had to pay the $60,000 to the rehab facility. The entire contract was due, binding. Well, my friends said, well, we got an attorney involved, and they said we're going to make some changes. They said we don't allow any changes to the contract. Ten seconds in the rehab facility, and if they run out. That's it. You owe sixty thousand dollars. You got to be really careful, guys. Listen to me. It's really important. You don't have to sign stuff. You really don't. You can't be coerced into signing things that you don't want to sign. You know, this isn't you know Nazi Germany. This isn't you know the Soviet Union. This isn't the China bred Chinese right now. But guys, we're getting really really close with the freedoms that we're losing right now by the way i want to talk to you for one second a lot of people are talking about the pilgrim society now let me explain to you what the pilgrim society is the pilgrim society is just another front name for the rothschild banking cartel and the people that run the planet and what they do is they always try to push certain narratives out there well, it's not the international bankers doing this. It's the Pilgrim Society. Basically, and what they are is a Rothschild front. You know, we have to understand that this, that the round table or the Council on Foreign Relations or the Pilgrim Society, uh, these are not white supremacist organizations. This is the de- said, this deliberately deceptive language, which is used by the international bankers to disguise their organizations as white colonialism. You, know, the, you gotta understand that. This is one of the biggest reasons that they're doing this is again to go after white people. And so when you see these organizations coming in and saying, it's the Pilgrim Society, it's this group, it's that group. No, 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 no. It's the International Banking Society. Yesterday I actually watched a really good video. It was, it was a good video. I actually posted it. It was, it was basically put on the, uh, well, it was put online about Donald Trump about how he was basically a traitor to the United States. But the entire thing is about the Pilgrim Society. And and it was frustrating to me because they're not seeing the whole point of any of this, of what they're doing. Let me explain to you how this happens. When these groups, who are well-meaning, this organization seems to be pretty legit. But the problem is they don't have a, how should I say, Christian viewpoint, a biblical world viewpoint. They don't have a, let's see what's happening from a scriptural, satanic viewpoint. They don't see it that way. It's all about being manipulated by the Pilgrim Society, about the white colonialists, which I hate to say this, but the white colonialists, they had a lot of power a few hundred years ago, but they're really not around anywhere. And they've always been financed by the Rothschild banking cartel. Just give you guys a little newsflash. But see, this is the thing that we've got to get is that, you know, Donald Trump in this video went into depth with this. Basically, he's the one who signed the executive orders bringing in the COVID. And it says, basically, otherwise, there can be no other conclusion that Trump is a vital player in the rollout of the globalist, fascist, genocidal agenda, specifically the agenda of the apex predators of all the globalists. And see, this is what they've talked about, about the problem with Donald Trump. He said did they begin by explaining that in Joe Biden's executive order of September the 9th, 2021, which mandated vaccines for federal employees, he cited as his authority The nationwide public health emergency first declared by Donald Trump, by the secretary of health and human services on January the 31st, 2020. Well, most of you remember that. Well, no, we all remember March 13th, 2020, but not January the 31st. It was snuck in. They dug a little deeper and they discovered that when HHS Secretary Alex Azar executed it on January the 31st, when they signed this executive order and pushed this emergency declaration, there had only been five COVID-19 deaths in the United States, and Trump still pushed it. Also, for some reason, Azar was compelled to backdate the public health emergency by five days at January 27th. Why did he need to do that? Because on January 28th, we found that the federal government indicted Harvard nanotech warfare researcher Dr. Charles Lieber. Lieber basically holds 66 U.S. patents in nanotechnology. Much of it was funded by Anthony Fauci, the National Institutes of Health. And the researchers are now discovering Lieber's nanoparticles in the COVID-19 vials. As it happens, Charles Lieber's father, which I did and discussed at length a year ago on this show, Robert I. Lieber, was a senior satellite engineer for Radio Corporation of America who received the David Starnoff Outstanding Achievement Award in Engineering. His work and the Aegis satellite system for the U.S. Navy is integral to the deployment of the 5G systems we have today. And Starnoff was a leading member of the societies that basically we're talking about today. Basically, he was one of those, uh, how should I say, Well, let me, let me just put it this way, he, he basically uh, was very tribal. And what we have to do here is this. We've got to realize that by indicting Lieber, the Justice Department effectively shielded him from public scrutiny and questioning him about the biowarfare activities in China just prior to the alleged Wuhan outbreak. In other words, they covered him up by indicting him after the paper was signed. Think about that for a second. He says that by backdating the national emergency to January 27, 2020, based on only five COVID deaths, one day before Lieber was indicted, Secretary Azar was able to protect Lieber, who he says is a British Pilgrim Society agent, and we're the Pilgrim Society again, under the cover of the global pandemic, that he evidently knew what was planned. He says backdating federal judgments is fraudulent and unwinds all subsequent actions, including the fraudulent pretenders Biden's latest executive order. This backdating and its interlocking frauds completely unwinds the COVID-19 nightmare that the international bankers and their psychopaths and the American government have put on America and the world since late January of 2020. Their agenda is to implement medical genocide, their new world order tyranny, also known as the Great Reset has become patently obvious to to any reasonable person. And they go on and on. So this show is really good, but again, it's all about the pilgrim society. And again, take the picture and put it on white colonialists and try to get all the rest of these people that are involved in this off the hook. Guys, listen to me. It's really important that you understand this. And from a scriptural standpoint, you've got to see it. This planet has been controlled by the international banking cartels through their societies and their Babylonian money magic for thousands of years, predated all the way going back to the ancient Canaanite religions at the days of Noah. This is the group that has run and it's this, this it's basically seem that it's through all of these quote unquote conspiracy theories and this group that runs the planet. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. And when you don't have a spiritual awareness of what's going on, when you don't realize that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we basically under the auspices of an all-seeing, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent God, you start to realize that these pieces of the puzzle you start to put together are only secular in their existence. They have no spiritual basis or backing. And when that happens, there's no way to differentiate the secular from the truth and from the lie, because you jump into this giant spider web of all these interlocking directorships and corporations. That's the problem. And if you don't look at it from a spiritual standpoint, none of it makes any sense. In fact, I was speaking to a very good friend of mine who's a medical doctor, and and she told me the other day, she said, you know, finally, with the way you're explaining it, it makes sense. Before I talked to you, it didn't make any sense. Well, that's because we're a spiritual being experiencing an earthly existence right now in a skin suit. We're created in the image of the most high God, and these entities that run the planet and these groups of people that are controlled by these entities, they know that, and that's why they hate us because they don't want to have us here on this planet because when we pray, you listen to me now, friends. You listen to me because I prayed for you this morning. You better listen to me on this one. This is important, and I'm not trying to fuss. I'm just kind of being a little bit joking with you here. When we pray, we have the ability because we create scalar energy to change the very fabric of space-time And these entities know that. That's why they want to change your DNA and get rid of the uplink transmitter that you have to God Almighty. They don't want that. All they want to do is use you for food because they can't be fed from the energy field that is God Almighty. They can't. So they have to find another source of energy, and that's through human sacrifice. Guys, listen. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have the upper hand. If we continue to stand like my... My brother-in-law, Austin's brother-in-law is doing right now in Texas and saying, no, I will not do this. I will not comply. You have no right to my medical records. You will not force me to do this. We could do something. Uh, yesterday, we had two of Sharon's good friends from high school. Both of them got the death shot. And one of them had cancer for four years. been fighting cancer, fighting cancer, fighting cancer. She has no idea. Down regulates the body's immune system when you take this jab. And now Sharon was crying yesterday in tears. Because these friends of hers for almost 50 years, over 50 years, have been injected with the kill shot. Guys, listen to me. You don't have to be injected with anything. Just like you don't have to sign papers you don't want to sign. You don't have to do that. We still live in the United States of America. And by the grace of God, by his power <laughs> and a whole lot of the Second Amendment, we have the ability to say no. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: No well, you're absolutely right. And what's interesting is they're they're attempting as hard as they can right now to control the narrative. This is why you're seeing the propaganda being put out about how ivermectin doesn't work and they basically are not allowed to prescribe it. You're seeing this all over the world now in numerous countries. They're trying to turn on ivermectin, even though it's been out since 1986 for human use. And there's really actually, from what I've researched, there's never been any serious adverse events. Think about that for a second. You've got a drug that's been used for 35 years all over the world to save hundreds of millions of people in certain scenarios that's got minimal side effects at best if used properly, and they're showing that it works for COVID. Personally, I've seen it numerous friends, numerous responses, numerous emails, numerous research. Be it every time they turn around, they continue to say it's absolute fake news. It does not work under any circumstances all the time. I mean, you could just just Google ivermectin for COVID-19. I don't use Google, but I'm telling you, you want to see propaganda page after page after page, whole thing scrubbed. There's not one single positive website you will find about ivermectin. Now, if you use DuckDuckGo or use other ones, you'll find tons of different ones and personal stories. And what's interesting about this, almost an irony, but it's not funny. It's just ironic from what we've seen. It's completely backfired on the Detroit Channel 7 WXZ TV channel. So they went on their Facebook page, this main Detroit Facebook page, which they have a huge following on. And they basically asked everybody – well, I'll read it to you. This is what they put out on their Facebook page – after the vaccines were available to everyone, did you lose an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19? If you're willing to share your family story, please DM us or write a comment. We may reach out for your story, for a story we're working on. Well, just showing you how the narrative is completely collapsing <laughs> and how desperate these news agencies are <coughs> to try to get stories to write on that they can push their narrative. Think of that for a second. They're so desperate, they're asking people on Facebook to share their stories if somebody's hasn't gotten the shot and has basically died. That's where they're going to this. Now, Facebook, well, ironically enough, they got 182,000 comments in a few short days. If you read the comments, actually, you'll see that I personally couldn't find one single comment where somebody talked about they had a loved one that didn't get the injection and died. But there could have been on there, but I didn't see it. I didn't go through all of them. I went through you know about 100 of them. And ironically, though, if you go through a huge portion of them, you won't see anything. Actually, you'll find almost every single comment you'll see is somebody that either has having an adverse event from the injection or their family member is having an adverse event from the injection. Not joking. This is how far the narrative is going. You can look this up online. And so here's just a couple, just a couple I printed off. Adam Lee Marcus, I know people who died painfully from the vaccine. How about, do you want those stories, Detroit? Another one from Carmen Marie. No, we are all fine, but I almost lost a loved one that was vaccinated. Another one from Kristen Witt. I know someone who was fully vaccinated and always wore their mask, and they basically went into the ICU and just passed away. Katie Gerold, a friend of a parent went into cardiac arrest almost immediately after the second dose. They were unable to revive her. Noel Foster, my dad flatlined after his second dose of Moderna. You want that story? Lindsay Partridge, it's about four weeks after the second shot for me, and I'm having chest pains all the time. I'm terrified I'm doing a drop dead from a heart attack, especially after reading all these comments. Do you want my story? Rhett Sinclair, my neighbor woke up the next morning after the shot suddenly completely deaf, his doctors told him it was from the vaccine. If his hearing didn't return within a few weeks, it would be permanently deaf. Now he is permanently deaf. Guys, you can just scroll down the page after page after page after page after page. Same exact stuff over and over and over again with all kinds of different individuals, and they're all verified. You look at some of their pages. They're not like some shill bidding. they got photos, live stories. So you got to ask yourself the question. If Detroit puts out a request, To find out who's died and hasn't been unvaccinated, and they get 182,000 comments, the majority of them are all negative as far as against vaccines. Who are the real ones that are lying here now in the media? Who are the real ones that are pushing the agenda, and why will nobody come out and say it? And this is why it's so important people get vocal and speak up for what's going on right now. I just had a good buddy that basically has a custom shop over in Alturas. I've known him for years. I used to work out with him when I was younger. He basically – his wife tested positive, and she's like freaking out about it. He tested positive. He said he didn't have any symptoms. At all, He's like, I don't really have any symptoms. She, just, I went, she pitched a fit because he had asthma, and he went to the hospital, and they said, we're going to give you IV. He didn't know what it was, and of course, they gave him Rendesivir, and he said literally within a few couple hours of it, he started feeling so horrible, he checked himself out. He checked himself out. He signed an AMA and went back to work. He got so sick at work, he basically started having a massive asthma attack, and they had to call an ambulance and They had to transport him back over to the hospital. And they basically, he said, he got to go on IVs. They put him on an IV. Then they wanted to start him on it again, and he signed another AMA and left again. And now he's doing much better. And he goes, I talked to him yesterday, and he goes, dude, this is this is nuts. He goes, these people are completely totally nuts. He goes, I wish to God I never stepped foot in that hospital. He said I wasn't even having that bad of symptoms. They just told me I need to go on this immediately. And he goes, it was literally, and he's young, he's my age, 32 years old, used to be bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder, still in okay shape. And he goes, dude, that was like the most toxic thing in my body. He goes, my bones hurt. My bones hurt so bad. He said it was the most disgusting feeling I've ever felt in my life. And so you start asking yourself the question here, why is this being promoted as the standard care when somebody goes into the hospital, but yet... If somebody wants to get ivermectin that's been out for 35 years, they're trying to ban it. And I think the answer is pretty clear now. And We've all seen it with our own eyes. The thing is we just have to drop the normalcy bias. I get that a lot of people are having a hard time accepting what's going on. But I'm here to tell you it's here and it's not going anywhere until we stop it. This agenda that they've been trying to promote, this push that they're trying to do right now, isn't going to stop until everybody says, no, I got another email from a customer yesterday. I was going through all the contact forms, trying to catch up with them on a lot of them. And I had a customer basically uh, from, I think, two states, up, Georgia or Tennessee. I went through a lot of them. And she basically said that their healthcare care uh, hospital is trying to give them the mandate the vaccine. There's a big group of them now that are basically stating, no, we're not going to do it. And the more I'm hearing this now, the more it brings a smile to my face as far as the aspect of people resisting, of people saying no. Because like Doc said yesterday, the biggest lie we were told and from the very beginning, which should have made everybody question it from the very beginning, is that we're going to quarantine healthy people. That's never been done in society before. You've never said, well, you're healthy, you have no symptoms, you're perfectly fine, you still have to stay at home in quarantine. That's never been done, ever, for a good reason, because it doesn't make sense. The next one was, well, you have to wear a mask all the time, no matter what. I'm perfectly healthy. I, I even just tested negative with a PCR test that doesn't work, but it doesn't matter. I'm perfectly healthy, I have no symptoms. doesn't matter, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. But haven't you seen the research? There's no defining research that shows these mass stop uptakes of viruses and prevent transmission. It doesn't matter. You have to do it. It's a mandate. What if what if the mandate told you to shove your head up your bottom? I'm being serious. What if the mandate told you to get on the floor and crawl because COVID couldn't go below three feet? people going to do it? Just because the government told you to wear a mask and get a shot, people are going to do it? with zero, zero evidence that any of it has done anything but caused more harm than good? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And then the one that really every time, every time that right now that just happened, this should really kick everybody in the teeth. And I mean literally kick everybody in the teeth if you have not woken up to this yet. If the vaccine is so safe and it's so effective and it's so proven – To stop all this from going on, and bobblehead Fauci says it has to be used, why was Congress and the Senate and the entire White House staff exempt from the vaccine mandate? Anybody explain that to me? Because I haven't been able to figure it out. If it's so effective and so good and so great and so safe, and Biden keeps saying, get vaccinated. And he always whispers it. It's so creepy. So creepy. He's like that sick, weird pervert in the back corner of the room that needs to go to jail. But nobody <laughs> yes, wants yes. to address it. It is. It's so creepy to me. And then the other day he gets on television and goes, guys, listen, if you're in a high-risk state for hurricanes like Florida, if you're going to get hit with a hurricane, the most effective thing you can do right now is get vaccinated. And everybody down here in Florida kind of looks at each other. And then we just start hysterically laughing. Oh okay, Don't worry about generators. Don't worry about fuel. Definitely don't worry about food and water. Don't worry about batteries. Oh, no, no. The best thing you can do is get injected with RNA gene therapy because you know what? If the hurricane comes through and it knows you've got the injection, I guess it's, it's probably going to not hit your house because that's, that's the idiotic logic that this bumbling buffoon spews out of his mouth on the teleprompter. And the sad part about it is some people are still buying it. But again, our listeners, our friends, our customers, everybody I know, I'm starting to see a lot more people wake up all across the country with these emails that I'm getting on a daily basis. So again, thank you for standing up for truth and standing up for what's right in this country. And thank you again for supporting Health Masters. What do you think, Ted?
1: Uh, I think that the people who listen to the show are the absolute best listeners on the entire planet. I mean, I'm going to say that to you guys. I love you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. The amount of feedback that we got off of yesterday's show and the amount of emails that also got off of yesterday's show and all of the stuff that we do on the show and how you guys are so supportive. One of our listeners, uh, Teresa, said the other day, you know, I'm coming up to the – you guys are about to go live. I'm about to have the best hour of the day. And I thought to myself, yeah, this is the best hour of my day too. Other than my prayer time, this is the best hour of my day because I get to hang out with my friends and my family. That's you guys and you think, well, you're being you're using hyperbole. No, I'm not. I thank God Almighty every single day that my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I do. Every single day when I pray. And I really believe that my footsteps were ordered by the Lord to be here right now, hanging out with you guys. I talked to Sharon yesterday, and, and she was basically still crying about her friends being hit with a jab and voluntarily taking these shots. And she goes, I don't know what to do, Ted. I'm losing more and more friends because I can't hang out with them now because of basically spike proteins and shedding. And I said, I agree. And I said, so here's the thing. I said, but we've got a group of people, our listeners, that are our family, and they do what they know they need to do. Now, some of you, and I hate to say it, and, I, and I'm, 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 I'm saddened by this, have taken the shot for various reasons. I don't know why. You know, you tell me why, because your husband wanted you to, or your wife wanted you to, or your job made you do it. I got that, okay? But I'm telling you what, the vast majority of you guys, you're doing exactly what it says in Ephesians, and you're standing your ground. No matter what happens, you're gonna stand. Cause that's what we have to do together. So you're my family. You know, I can choose you as my family. I've got family members that are complete and total morons, and you guys do too. I know you do, and I really don't associate with them. And I realize that you guys, a lot of you, don't either, because you can't take the constant conflict and the toxic relationships they cause. But you guys are amazing. I am so blessed, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that you guys listen to the show. And I've got so many of you guys contacting me every day and talking to me and encouraging us and listening to the broadcast. And now, now we've got millions of listeners. And you guys are my family. I mean that from the very bottom of my heart. And you guys support us through Health Masters. You get your vitamins and your deodorant and your toothpaste and all the stuff you can from us. You you think, well, what makes a difference if I buy my toothpaste from you guys? Guys, if everybody bought a tube of toothpaste from us right now who's listening, the show would be fully funded. Just a toothpaste, okay? That's because there's so many of you. And I know a lot of you go, well, I can't afford to buy anything. I'm, I'm broke. I got that, okay? If you'll just pray for us, I'd appreciate that too, because we're gonna stand here for you. I'm gonna stand in the gap. I'm gonna continue to pray. I started praying for you guys years ago, and I've been doing so, because I love you, and you guys are my family, and I really, really appreciate every one of you. By the way, this is another story. I've got. A, I, I had a friend of mine, Chris, brought this up to me the other day, and I couldn't vet it, and now I'm vetting it. Uh, shocking fraud. The CDC is now listing vaccinated deaths as unvaccinated. Surprise, 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 surprise. To falsify data, the government is now destroying the most venerable and trusted institutions of the world. Here we go. Tech giants are shutting us down. All of this stuff is happening at once. And now, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, you're not counted as fully vaccinated until a full 14 days have passed since your second ejection in the case of Pfizer or Moderna, or 14 days after your first dose of Janssen, despite the fact that over 80% of the deaths after the vaccines occur in this window. How convenient. So what happens is anyone who dies within the first 14 days from toxic injection is not counted as a vaccinated death, but they're counted as an unvaccinated death. Not only does it inaccurately inflate the unvaccinated death toll, but it also hides the real dangers of the shots, as the vast majority of these deaths occur within the first two weeks. The CDC has now two separate has now set up two different sets of testing guidelines. One for vaccinated patients, and the other for the unvaccinated. If you're vaccinated, excuse me. If you're unvaccinated, the CDC guidance says to use a cycle threshold of 40, known to create massive false positives in like 90% of the cases. If you're vaccinated, they recommend using a CT of 28 or less, which minimizes the risks of false positives. The CDC also hides vaccine failures and props up the pandemic of the unvaccinated narrative by only counting breakthrough cases that result in hospitalization or deaths. Hospitals are still also reporting non-COVID related illnesses as COVID-19. This is just not getting any better. It's just getting worse and worse and worse because these hospitals, again, you know, almost all of them, you know, and Dr. Merritt talked about this yesterday. You know, we used to have independent doctors, but after Obamacare, they were forced into this integrative medicine protocol with Obamacare if they wanted to stay in business and may remain profitable and pay their bills with their practice. So now everybody has to be linked back into the hospital network of what a quote unquote <laughs> mandates. It's like Austin's friend. He goes to the hospital, feels pretty good. Wife's freaking out because he needs to go to the hospital, but he feels good. First thing you do is put him, put him on remdesivir. First thing you do, he feel like he's going to die, checks himself out. The remdesivir, in my opinion, causes a massive problem with his asthma. Has to go back to the hospital. Next thing you're going to do is put him back on remdesivir. My buddy who's in the hospital right now, he was doing okay until they put him on the remdesivir. And it got worse and worse and worse and worse, and he had five days on remdesivir. I guess they figured out that more than five days now you have permanent irreversible kidney failure. And they got to put you on dialysis. So they take you to the fifth day threshold right before you basically check out from kidney failure and they take you off this drug. He told me yesterday that he's trying to come home today. And I pray and I pray that you guys continue to pray for Jimmy that he gets to come home today. I really do get him out of that doggone death ward. I mean, that's what it's turned into. You know, when they're putting you on a bioweapon, a bioweapon, according to Dr. Lee Merritt, that was developed originally as a bioweapon. You know, there's something else we've got to think about all of this stuff. And now the CDC is changing how they classify who these people are and what they do. I mean, this is absolutely nuts that we're in a situation that we're having these types of problems. By the way, Italy is imposing pretty much a strict COVID-19 health pass for all workers. Vaccination or frequent testing or recent discovery from a virus will be required for going to work in Italy. The most sweeping mandate of any major western country now you got to think through this for a second you know italy is where rome is italy is where venice and florence is i mean italy is a really cool country to go to i like italy i've been there many 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 times i've been down in the catacombs in rome i've been where the early christians were I, I, i've been everywhere all over rome you know austin's gone over there with me we've had a blast you know savannah's gone over there with us and you know my youngest daughter and the problem is, is that, you know, all of these things that we want to do now in other countries, you know, even with our grandchildren, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport to go see ancient Rome. Why? It's outside. It's not inside. It's outside. You know, I mean, why in the world are you going to be stuck wearing a muzzle? And why in the world are Christians complying with this? You know, I, I spoke to a friend of mine this morning and she went on vacation out west. With her husband now she's been vaccinated her husband's vaccinated he's a pastor basically and he's he's a beta male and it's funny because they're out in wyoming and montana and out west for two weeks and they flew out there and they flew back and because they have mask mandates in some of those states they were literally wearing masks while they were driving around in their car i asked her i said did you really wear a mask in the car she said, oh yeah we're complying with all mandates Why do Christians do that? It's because of the incomplete and incorrect teachings of Romans. It's because so many of these churches, including the bulk of the majority of the Baptist churches, teach no matter what the government tells you to do, you have to do it because you're basically subject to the government. And they take scripture out of context and they force that on the people in the church. That's one of the reasons that these churches refuse to speak about what's going on. They refuse to speak about remdesivir and all these other poisons that they're being given to their people in their churches. And she says that this week, a good friend of hers, uh, whose husband's a pastor, his wife came down with COVID, and they put her in the hospital, and, of course, she probably was put on remdesivir, and she's dead now. And you think, what the heck? Well, yeah, but will that pastor now come out and speak against it? Probably not. Why? Because they've been so programmed for a 100 years to support the teachings of the Schofield Bible and incorrect eschatology and incorrect how should I say, obedience to the state no matter what they do, that they refuse to stand against tyranny. Guys, this is not okay. This is why I hate to say it, I don't go to church a whole bunch anymore. There are a few pastors I listen to online that are pretty good, or patriots, but they're not going to talk about the truth of what's going on and how it relates to us from a biblical standpoint. At this point, I don't want to tee your expose on Abraham or Moses. don't really have a clue to why i would want to do that to start with but i don't want to listen to it right now when the world events and world news is so draconian and so how should i say necessary to talk about from a christian standpoint we need the black robe clergy who are real fighters back like we had in 1775 we really do but like i said to you guys a couple of weeks ago that ain't gonna happen They've been too programmed now for the past 100 years. They ain't coming back because the Masonic Lodges have controlled the churches now since the 40s and the 50s. So we basically have no choice at this point, but to continue to do exactly what they hate us doing, and that's doing podcasts and posting stuff online and not using their social media platforms so they can't threaten us with it. If you don't do what we say, we're pulling you off YouTube. Okay. You've already done that to me four and a half years ago, so I really don't care at all about what you say now. If you don't do what you say, we're gonna take you off of Twitter. That's great. I don't. I don't do Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Now my wife does do Instagram. St Brower at Instagram, and she's always getting put in Instagram jail. <laughs> and she's always getting saying, "Oh, this is not accurate." All these little disclaimers. They're always pulling stuff back down on her. But guys, listen to me. You know, we're going to continue to use Instagram, the ST Brower cat as best we possibly can, for as long as we possibly can because why would I not use their own technology against them? Yeah, I just said that, didn't I? Because it's what we have to do. Including these podcasts, you know, through Global Star. And I just appreciate Todd so much for what he does because if we're not out here telling you the truth because the mainstream liars, <laughs> the main, <laughs> do you hear the little slip there, the mainstream liars, the mainstream media liars will never tell you the truth because they're controlled by the international banking cartels guys have a wonderful wonderful day austin will be on hagman tonight i love you guys i appreciate you guys so very 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 much thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support i appreciate you my friends austin finish it up and i'll talk to you on monday
0: absolutely and you know the thing that we've seen now very very clearly is that blind compliance with wearing masks that make no sense during the time nor the masks that they're demanding is just it represents a culture of silent slavery and social death. That's all it does. If you're really, truly concerned about basically getting exposed to a virus, you need to be wearing like an A50 with biological filters on it. And that's not to protect everybody else. That's to protect you if you're that concerned about it. And I mean mean that sincerely. If you're going to a place that you really, 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 really are concerned about it, that's what you wear. I have one of those. They're unbelievably uncomfortable after a while. I mean, you got labored breathing through them with the big old filters. Not something you want to wear on a regular basis, but that's what you're really concerned about. There you go. So if you know that they're not going to stop anything and you're simply wearing them out of submission, well, then you really got to ask yourself, why are you submitting and who are you submitting to? That's the issue I have with a lot of blind Christian compliance when they just simply go, well, I, it's it's what the, it's the law of the land. That's not the law of the land. Congress hasn't ratified that. When's the last time you saw Congress mandate a mask in the country? They haven't because they know it's illegal. Masks were used in other cultures throughout hundreds of years, you can look at history, to control and enslave people and diminish and demoralize. The masks were and still are worn as a form of obedience. It's the same concept of putting a muzzle on a dog. You stop him from barking. You stop him from communicating. This is what they do. And so once you start to understand what's actually happening – you start realizing what this entire thing is about. And I talked to basically, I wrote this in an email yesterday to one of uh, our listeners, and I said, what we're starting to see now is very clear about these mask mandates and especially the injection mandates. They want everybody's submission. This is what they deem your sacrifice to them. You are sacrificing yourself and you're submitting your body to them so they can inject you with rna gene therapy you give them your body to insert to penetrate this injection into you or you reap the punishment you're submitting to them that's what this entire thing is about is submission this is why it's so brutally important that everybody stands together in unity on this topic because this is way bigger than a virus or for public health and just for the fact That the federal vaccine mandate exempted the White House administration and Congress and the Senate should be an unbelievably clear-cut slap in the face. It has nothing to do with safety and security whatsoever. It has everything to do with submission. And who are you submitting to and why are you submitting to them should be the million-dollar question of the day. Just my opinion on that stance. So, again, thank you. For staying strong and continuing to exercise and keep your immune system strong and resilient. I've had so many people, so many people. I told you the other day, I had a couple that I know comes in here all the time, good customer. He texted me up and said, dude, me and my wife got it and uh, we started taking the protocol, started hammering supplements. We bounced out of it, you know, about a week. And I said, yeah, that's same here. Same, same was happened all over the place. You don't have to live in fear because remember, Fear raises cortisol. Stress raises cortisol. Then in turn, stress lowers your immune system. So you have to look at what's happening and what's affecting you and why you're allowing it to affect you. So again... Thank you for the support. Be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. We got more of the vitamin C powder with antioxidants, and we got the quercetin plus formula back in. We've talked about that before, so be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com if you guys need anything at all. And also be sure to check out the product of the week, which you guys voted in it won, the B-Complex. Unbelievably popular product, methylated B vitamins, one of our most popular products that we have on sale right now for 10% off on the website at Health Masters so stay prepped stay in shape at least for the very least get outside exercise get some walking in continue to keep your cardiovascular system strong get fresh air cycle you know whatever you need to do keep active I'll be on the Hagman show tonight got more stories we're going to be going over with Doug and uh, so it'll be a great show as always so again thank you for the continued support have a blessed safe awesome night And we'll talk to you again Monday as always.